This is our podcast, our only podcast. We bring you crack pots not made of clay. You are our listeners, for that we love you. Please listen to us once a day. Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. This is page 818, chapter 125, Cesura. The next day I woke somewhat blearily. I hadn't drunk that much, but my body was no longer used to such things, and so I felt each drink three times that morning. I straggled to the baths, dunked myself in the hottest pool I could stand, then scrubbed the vaguely gritty feeling away as best I could. I was heading back to the dining hall when Vashit and Shaheen found me in the hallway. Vashit gestured for me to follow, and I fell in step behind them. I hardly felt up for training or a formal conversation, but refusing them didn't seem like a realistic option. We wound our way through several hallways, eventually emerging near the center of the school. Passing through a courtyard, we approached a small square building that Shaheen unlocked with a small iron key, the first locked door I had seen in all of Hert. The three of us moved into a small windowless entryway. Vashit closed the outside door and the room grew black as pitch, cutting off the sound of the persistent wind. Then Shaheen opened the inner door. Warm light from a half dozen candles greeted us. At first, it seemed odd that they had been left to burn in an empty room. Then I saw what hung on the walls. Swords gleamed in the candlelight, dozens of them covering the walls. They were all of them naked, their scabbards hanging underneath them. There were no ritual trappings of the sort you might find in a Tellin church, no tapestries or paintings, just the swords themselves. Still, it was obvious that this was an important place. There was a tension in the air of the sort you might feel in the archives or an old graveyard. Shaheen turned to Vashit. Choose. That's the page. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And I'm RJ, which stands for Room of Just Swords. <laughs> I dream of having such today. a room. I had, is there a big school building? This is the first time that there's like hallways mentioned in my memory. That's not uh, true. In, in Hert. Both lives... He doesn't have to go outside to get from the dining hall to his room where he lives. Oh, okay. Oh, really? I, I don't think of there being like a big edifice in the middle of town that is the school. I think so there are they is. underground, in tunnels. Mm. I feel like it, it, like many of the things in Heart, is sort of built into the mountainside. That makes sense. Maybe I missed the chapter where they talked about it, but I was a little bit surprised here. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's was- well, and also the first locked door, right? Yeah, that's significant, for it sure. It needs to be big. And, like, nothing in this description implies that he went outside, right? So he must be able to get to the baths from his room, and mm-hmm. then they catch him in the hallway before he goes to the dining hall. It's not right. explicit, but it is implicit. It is implicit, and it seems like there's, like, a warren of tunnels underground, which is not the impression I had initially when have we were yeah. in the walkthrough. But, but it right. does make sense when you think of the fact that all their buildings are, like, built into the landscape. That a big building. Right. We wound our way through several hallways, eventually emerging near the yeah, center. Yeah, it of just it, it gives yeah. the impression of like a salamandastron rather than a hobbiton, which yes. is I think the the vibe that Hert had initially to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not ever feel like it was like hobbiton, <laughs> or even. And this is a this is well, no, not quite like Mandalore, but you know they had their cities built in domes, right, mm. and was all. Sundari was underground. It reminds me of that. Yeah, I don't know if this is necessarily. I always thought it is just like a stone building. This one, because if there's a lot of hallways, it might have to actually cut through the stone. Maybe it is built into the like through the mountain. 
but that would be i don't know i feel I feel like it's both. I feel like there is like a building that they have worked, but I feel like the building it like kind of is built into the side of the mountain. And at some mm-hmm. point, just like maybe when you go into the, the cave system where the baths are, uh, and Dastrin is a good pull. Right. I don't think I didn't, don't think I didn't catch that. And, and I think it is, it's obviously significant that this is the only locked room. I don't think of it in terms of like keeping your weapons locked away. It's not like having a gun safe. I think that it's, I think it's that they're sacred. Yeah. yeah, that's the sense I get as well. And I think it's, that's meant to be textual with the like the weight of the archives or the graveyard here. It's and right. both, religious. Quoth compares it to a Tellin church. Like he gets the vibe that it's sacred, even though it's nothing like a Tellin church. Or I mean that it's, well, it is sacred. I mean, and the items are dangerous. Um, but yeah, it feels to me, it feels to me like a temple. And that, the, I mean, and we'll, you, we'll talk about this more, but the way that they talk about and treat their swords, these are holy items and holy relics that have been around for a, a long, long time. Almost here, here I go again, um, kind of like Mandalorian armor. Well, I was going to say that the thing from Star Wars that they remind me of, because Quoth has to learn the history of every person who's used the sword and what it was used yeah. for. So they are quite literally the sacred texts. Yeah. But I was thinking about how in, in, you know, Star Wars Rebels, they're talking about the armor and Ezra's like, can't you get new armor? And and, uh, Sabine Wren says, my family's, this has been in my family for 500 years. Like it was just remolded to fit me, but there's history here. That's what these swords are about. This is pretty, this is pretty cool. All of them naked, no scabbards. Do they not have? They have scabbards scabbards. Okay, scabbards are beneath them. So they, when they, and this is this is also significant that like as they are at rest or displayed or whatever it is that they are, they're not, they're not sheathed. Mm-hmm. And and Vashet has to be the one to choose, which we'll get to. Yeah. Also, it is um and it uh, an, the note here just in the beginning that his body isn't used to going to the Aeolian and getting so drunk <laughs> that you can't walk across the bridge anymore. Like he's been on this monk, you know, this yeah, fighting monk training diet. He's and now he has, cleanse. Yeah. it's like, it's like me now, literally. Yeah. Know, after, after three years of like pandemic half. living, absolutely. I have like two beers and like, oof. Beer and a half. I feel tomorrow. like shit the next day. Well, he feels it how many times? Three times. Three times. Three, yeah. three, oh, times, three, three times, Jordana. Three times. I'm feeling it three times. Well, Jordana, I have that same book. Wow. Yeah. The name of the wind? Crazy. Oh, the wise wind? Wow. <laughs> the, the, so you, the, you even have the same, uh, you have the same copy as me. I know. We have the fat, yeah. the little thick little guy that's like 1,100 yeah. pages. Well, Jeremy's is a little thick guy too, but it's not the same. It's not the it's same It's a big print. thick guy. It's the paperback version of Nick's book. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that aloud. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, mine's like the size of my hand. <laughs> I was like, okay, like uh, I have like the the little thick one. That I was gonna say, Jer- Jeremy has like the like the soft cover one, but I was going to leave out the word cover, and then <laughs> I was like, no, this is a bad idea. I should not have said that. Jeremy's <laughs> book is a shower. <laughs> and me and Jordana's. No, no, no. Nick's book is a shower. Oh, Nick's book's uh, a shower. Our books would be the grower, and Jeremy's is just somewhere in between. Are you <laughs> that my book is flaccid, Jordana? No, 
book is just it. right. I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> Look, it's not about the size of the book. It's about Listen, how you a, a, use the Another book. magical three. Okay. One book was too big. One book <laughs> too small. And the other one fit just right. Welcome to Page of the Wind After Dark. Yes, I have boyfriend book. Oh god! <laughs> this smacks of ceremony. Uh, oh, obviously, yeah. someone, presumably Shaheen, has lit the candles. So there's been a bit of preparation here. The Adam don't seem to have a ton of ceremony except around their swords, and even this is not mm-hmm. like hugely ceremonial. We get when he has to recite the history. That is obviously very ceremonial, but sort of the most ritualistic thing he's encountered except for the Kitan so far I would say Nothing, and maybe the yeah. story of of Aetha and maybe what we can glean from that is that their relationship to stories is is near holy and the swords themselves are Our stories are stories yeah and as part of taking on a sword you become part of its story but but the story is also an oral tradition which is interesting like they don't mm-hmm. like we know that the Adam have a like a written language because there are signs but uh, they don't. They haven't written down the history of the swords. Yeah. You have to memorize it. Now, because it's an oral language and uh, human memory mm-hmm. is not consistently accurate, I wonder how those stories change over time. Not just in their additions, but in their like misrememberings. One of the rules, Jordana, is that or the, with the sword story anyway, you're not allowed to change it. You have to repeat it. Not on purpose. Wrote. Yeah, not yeah. So who knows, right? But I think part of how they they. Uh, drive the accuracy is they force you to remember it word for word as it was told to you. Yeah, I think they do their the the best possible training that you can do for that sort of thing. But um, like, there's a, there's a margin of error when it comes to the human memory. Yes, uh, there's there's no no denying you there this reminds me and it's not on this page so maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves but there's an issue of sandman where a character is told an oral story and is told to memorize it and repeat it word for word as it was told to him uh, and we know that rothfuss was inspired by sandman in some degree so i feel like there's a bit mm-hmm. of a continuity there it it also it it seems i mean it seems storybook enough that I mean, it fits well enough into fantasy. Like, yeah, of course you have to remember, you know, everyone who's carried the sword. What I think is interesting that we'll get to is like, um, oh, these swords have been around for, these swords have had hundreds of owners and have been around for a long ass time. Yeah, I think the idea that I will carry forward is that the swords are a synecdoche for the story. They are representative of the story and they are the story themselves. Wow, I like that. I also just want the excuse to say synecdoche. They are doing <laughs> the action. Hmm. Is there? Is anything... that all of our things? Have yeah, said... is there anything else we want to talk about on this one? I am out of things. I am out of things too. And since this is probably going to be our last episode of this batch, uh, we will say goodbye to RJ. Thank you again for hey, sitting with us. thank you all so much. We'd love to have Appreciate you. It. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Well, my podcast is on a little hiatus as of as of um, mid-March, but I'd like to plug um, Page of the Wind, which you can find on all your little podcasting platforms. And my little podcast, entirely the right sort of podcast, you can you can also find. And um, these folks have been on here a couple times. 
Um, and then, uh, one of the other podcasts, Tales from the Waystone had been on. So just kind of nice to, you know, keep it all in the family. Yeah. So. And the, the King Killer podcast cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite one. Thanks again for joining us and listeners. Thank you, all. you can join all of us tomorrow for another page. Of the Wee. Wee. Wee.